Yo, man, we back again here at Politic and the Podcast here at Riverside Studios, home of Politic and Broadcasting Network. Check out Riverside, all our content on YouTube. Go check out Politic and Radio on all podcast networks. And check out our blog, The Politic and Forum. So we got a lot to chop it up with. It's just me and the homie Ronnie, man. What's the deal? Y'all, what's the deal, man? We've been in the studio cooking all day. Cooking. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to take shit to another level. It's time to heat up the winter. The niggas be trying to heat up the summer. It's already hot. You know what I'm saying? We're going to heat up the winter. So we've been out here getting to it. Niggas already know my saying, man. I don't know what you're going to do with your life, but I'm going to get to it, man. So that's what we've been doing. You know what I'm saying? Getting straight to it. But the NBA is back today, man. So. It's a couple games, man. The Milwaukee and the Nets. And then what is it? The Who's the Lakers playing? Warriors. The Lakers and the Warriors. Mm-hmm. So the Lakers have unveiled their starting five. Russell Westbrook, Kent Bazemore, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and DeAndre Jordan. So Castaway DeAndre Jordan has found a way to make it into the starting role. What happened to Dwight Howard? Like, is this a championship starting five? Like, man, what's your thoughts on the Lakers <laughs> starting five? Is this a joke like we all thought it was going to be? They got them ranked uh, number five in the power rankings right now. Yeah. I think that's too high. Well, based on the names, I mean, people that don't really know basketball, they see names and they just automatically just assume. They, they, they see the name Carmelo Anthony. They see Dwight Howard. They see DeAndre Jordan. They see LeBron James. They see Rajon Rondo. All these names, all these guys have had, had illustrious careers. They've all accomplished a lot. They've all been great in their careers. But what these motherfuckers are failing to realize is these motherfuckers are all 36 plus. Father time is undefeated. These guys aren't what they were at 30 and 29 and 28. Not to say that they're bums or anything, but they're not in their prime no more. So this ain't what y'all about to think is about to be. Much old niggas playing together. Hopefully they don't get hurt. So as far as the starting lineup is concerned, Kent Bazemore. Kent Bazemore has been passed around for a reason. He's cool, but is that who you want as your starting shooting guard in this rotation? Um, Russell Westbrook and LeBron James is redundant to me. I keep telling everybody they do the same shit. They have the ball in their hand. They pass for the assists. They chase a bunch of rebounds. They, they like to fill the stat sheet up. They're the same fucking player. Neither one of them has ever played off the ball, and they don't know how to play off the ball. Neither one is great shooters. LeBron is an improved shooter, but he's not a great shooter. You know, um, so that's redundant. And then DeAndre Jordan. Um, now you have three guys on the floor at one time that, that are bad free throw shooters. LeBron, DeAndre, Russell Westbrook. Um, Anthony Davis is a star, obviously, but that start that starting lineup is kind of weak, man. I understand why they picked him over Dwight because I think they want Dwight to finish games, if, you know, especially against big teams. But when you bring Dwight in, he can't shoot free throws. So the Lakers roster is, to me, it's old. Um, they don't have a lot of outside shooting outside of Carmelo Anthony, and um, and uh, defensively, how you know, they Melo can get buckets. You know, he can shoot, but he has to be a liability defensively at 36 years old or however old he is. So, you know, I think that the roster is very overrated. Are you crazy? 
speaking of Melo, <laughs> with, with Trevor Ariza also on this roster and them both not being in the starting lineup and with Melo being a defensive liability, how many minutes does you think that Melo's going to log a night? He's going to be averaging 10, 12 minutes a night for the Lakers. So everybody was hooting and hollering, yay, Melo. But if Melo get a ring, he's just going to be along for the ride. He's right. not going to be a pivotal part of this team. I just right. don't see him. Unless he, I don't ever see him cracking the starting five in this in, on this team. So with Ariza defensively, Melo can never match that. So if it's in a tight game and you got to sub somebody out, if LeBron need a rest and y'all down by two and it's four minutes left in the game, it's going to be Melo or Ariza that come give who you going to go to. Ariza every time because you ain't going to put in Melo. He's a defensive liability. Mm -hmm. And then with DeAndre Jordan clogging the hole, he's not a pick and roll guy no more. I don't know what kind of offense they run. Russell Westbrook running the point, but I don't know how long LeBron's going to go without the ball in his hand. Come on, man. LeBron has never existed without the ball in his hand. Never. Him and Kyrie clashed because no matter how great Kyrie was, LeBron like, good shit, but pass me the rock. Right. So I don't see all of a sudden now that it's in year 50. I don't know what year this is for LeBron. Come on, man. But now that he in year 50, he want to finally say no somebody else can handle the rock he bluffing i don't see it they go on the three four game slide right lebron gonna be like rock me exactly they go on the four or five game winning streak they're gonna be like up oh, this is how we playing for the rest mm -hmm. so russell Westbrook is gonna have to play off the ball and that was his problem in houston with russell Westbrook. i mean with, with, james, harden. with james harden yeah so he already proven that he can't play off the ball. The ball has to be in his hand. Oh, and LeBron unprotected? proves that anytime something goes wrong, if the, the ball is not system. in his hand, he's yeah. going to throw a temper tantrum. It's going to be LeBron's system. It got to be LeBron's system. It so I don't know. I just don't see this working out. There's one ball. You got to play some defense. When you're giving up 70 points and a half, I, I just don't see how – they're not going to be a great defensive team. They have one young bull in Anthony Davis. He can't be the only one playing defense. LeBron's old. He can't play defense like that anymore. Melo can't play defense like that. D. Howard ain't the same defensively. Neither is DJ. Neither is uh, Russell's never been really a good defender, but he's even older now. He's not about to be just locking shit up like that. You know what I'm saying? When off the bench, Melo, even Ariza, Ariza's a defender, but Ariza's old too. He's about 37. He ain't the same defender either. These guys are older, man. They're, they're not the same as they were six years ago. So do you think that their roster will stay put? Do you think that it's going to stay like this throughout this season? They six. just signed Avery Bradley. The Warriors cut Avery Bradley. Right. And the Lakers just signed Avery Bradley. Right. Looking at Kent Bazemore and who else they got? Wade Ellington. Avery Bradley might find his way into the starting lineup somehow. So from DeAndre Jordan got waived. And he found his way into the starting lineup. So, shit, we might see it happen again. You're going to see it happen because this is an older team, man. Let's not act like this is an older team. When, when you're older, you're more prone to injuries. It's always been like that. That's not a guarantee that all these guys are going to stay healthy. LeBron even got hurt last year for the first time or two years ago. Like, it's not 
these guys are more prone to injury at this stage. So who knows who's going to – Anthony Davis is young, and he's the most injury-prone person on the team. So you don't know who's going to stay healthy. It depends on who stay healthy. If, if, if they manage to stay healthy, which I don't think they will, you know, they're going to have to make some – LeBron, like you said, when things don't go his way, he wants to uh, – changes or everything has to change because he's trying to get that chip. He's chasing Jordan's goat. So, you know, who knows how this is going to look by All-Star break. So the Lakers were number number five in the power rankings. The top of the list was the Milwaukee Bucks looking to repeat there at the top of the list. Do you think that they have any chance of repeating? Tonight they were actually getting their rings, you know, opening day ceremony, they get their rings, you know, and and they happen to play the Brooklyn Nets after that crazy series and that battle with KD and Giannis, you know, for Giannis to celebrate and get that ring in front of KD. It's like, you know what I'm saying? KD got to be, like, on one right now. Like, and with all this shit with Kyrie, like, do you feel like without Kyrie, the Nets are a challenge to Milwaukee? Or does Milwaukee look to repeat? Um, I feel, honestly, you know, um, tonight I expected the, the, the Bucks to come out and, and, you know, with a lot of energy. You know what I'm saying? They're uh, coming off a championship, celebrating. It's going to be a lot of emotion to come out and have a great game as they did. You know, they, they blew out the Nets. And, um, you know, the Giannis had a monster game. KD did too. But I'm not convinced that the Bucks can repeat. I mean, even just in the Eastern Conference itself, even without Kyrie. This is the first game. I'm not going to put too much stock into it. But even without Kyrie, with a healthy James Harden, James Harden usually starts the season slow and he comes on midseason and, and beat James Harden. With a healthy James Harden and a healthy Kevin Durant, I don't. I'm not convinced that the the Bucks can beat them. The Bucks barely beat them last year by a toe by Kevin Durant's toe hitting the line when Kevin Durant was playing by himself. It's not like the Bucks went in there and and wrecked some shit. They barely won by an inch, literally. So, am I convinced that they could beat the Nets with a health, healthy James Harden? Uh, no, not not for sure. Am I convinced that they could with Kyrie on the floor? Hell no. Um, even um. Miami. Miami is looking good, man. Miami, they did beat the Bucs two years ago on the bubble in the playoffs. So Miami has improved with Kyle Lowry and a couple of other pieces. So Miami's actually a threat as well. If Philadelphia can move Ben Simmons, they could be a threat. So a lot of drama over there. Um, Boston, I'm not going to discount that. Jason Tatum, one of my favorite players. He is that nigga. He's going to have Boston ready too. So I'm not sure they can get out the East. And if they get out the East, can it be either LA team if Kawhi come back or Denver? I don't think so. So what what was all that with, with Ben Simmons? He reports to practice, and then he quits practicing in the middle of practice and just stands around and watches. And, and uh, Doc Rivers threw him out of practice, and he's been suspended for one game, you know what I'm saying, the opening game. That's a mess. Like, they got to get him out of there, man, because, I mean, a player, even, even you go back to 07 with Kobe when he was beefing with the Lakers, you know, Kobe didn't come out and pout. Kobe still came out and I think I think that you're looking at it the wrong way. I think that Rich Paul is a genius. He he pulled the wool over these niggas' eyes because these owners are trying to crack the whip on them. Right. And that's the reality. So he showed up. He did. He complied. He got his check. And he said, "Up oh, now I'm going to show you what I'm really on. You know what I'm saying? I told you I wasn't going to play for y'all niggas no more. Right. And I meant it. So now you suspend me for one game 
I could take that one game suspension fine versus the money that I was going to lose if I didn't report here. Right. So I'm going to play the game. Same thing James Harden did. Showed up fat, missed like the first 10 days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like this, it's a playbook out there. Like you, you got to play the game and he going to play the game. You're going you gonna to force me to be here. I'm going to do the bare minimum. I'm going to make sure that I'm ready for the next team that I'm on. And as soon as I'm out, I could get out of here, I'm out. I mean, I, I really don't like that so much. You know what I'm saying? That ain't really making no no social statement like that. It's, if it was making a social statement, it's really not making a social statement to me. To me, that's creating brats. Like, you signed a contract to be in Philadelphia for a certain time. So you should want to fulfill your contract. Like, you can't be a brat and say, I'm not ready to be here. Let me go somewhere else. No, motherfucker. You signed a four-year contract in Philadelphia. Finish your contract. Then you could be a free agent. You can't be a brat and quit. You didn't get there quitting. You got there grinding and playing basketball. So fucking play basketball. Like, if y'all want to talk about some social change, start your own league and do some shit like that. Y'all trying to play these little games within the game while still being being under these white owners saying that we control this shit. No, the fuck you not. You know what I'm saying? You can't be a bright and just quit in the middle of the season or before the season started because you're unhappy. You can't quit. You have to play fucking basketball. You were, you're paid very well to do a fucking job. So we'll make you think you're above what everybody else is doing. That's what I don't dis- uh, agree about it. At the end of the day, you're your own brand. And he feels like his brand need, is diminished in Philadelphia and that he's going to, if he remains there, not only am I going to not like my experience there, but as my brand diminishes because the fans is booing me, nobody's buying my jerseys. I'm not getting the, the endorsement money. I'm not, it's, it, it's more than just what happens on the court. By me being not liked in Philly, it diminishes my brand. It fucks up my off-the-court money. So as a brand, I got to get my shit up out of here because I need to get my bread. And the -the off-the-court money is more than what y'all white niggas is paying me. So I need to protect the brand that is Ben Simmons at all costs. And when Embiid is talking shit about me and, and, and the coach is talking shit about me, and then that's diminishing my brand. You're taking bread off my table. My my kids, you, you might have you lost me $35 million that my kids could have had because you said you can't win a championship with me. You don't know. what At the end of the day, everybody is their own business in the league. And when you're diminishing a man's brand and he's getting booed by the fans, his jersey sales, he's not going to get the endorsements the shoe deals, the off the court. He's not going to get the airtime. And when it's going to be press, it's going to be negative press. They're going to be waiting to bury him. Well, guess what? I don't feel bad for Ben Simmons. For one, because they said that shit because this man has been in the league three or four years and has not improved his fucking game. The man is left wide open 15 feet. No one guards him. He has no type of jump shot. That's the reason why they're saying this about you. Get in the gym and stop fucking them bitches and work on your game. Go work on your jump shot and get a jump shot so they can feel they can win a championship with you. If you had a jump shot, you would be dangerous as fuck. They'll be dangerous as fuck. Shots fired! Shots fired! Feel sorry for that motherfucker. You're sending the wrong message to the kids that you could just be a brat when you're ready to leave somewhere and get what you want. You pout and sit out and put your hands on your hips. I want to get out of here. You're fucking me up. No, you fucking you up by not working in your game. Go work your game, get a fucking jump shot, shoot better than 30% from the free throw line, and then come back and talk to me. Well, like they say in basketball, man, ball never lies.
So, put that shit in the hoop, nigga, and we ain't got shit to talk about. That's what I'm saying. And that's just, at the end of the day, that's what they paying you the millions for. Man. That's what you got the contract that said you was going to do. The contract said you were fired. Put the ball in the hoop. So, nigga. Get your game up, nigga. I don't know, man. I just say protect your brand at all costs, though. And if they saying fuck you, nigga, if it's war, then it's war, nigga. For anybody. That go for anybody. Some niggas, anybody killers. Kyrie is an anybody killer. You know what I'm saying? Some niggas will go to war regardless. Win, lose, or draw. Don't they their principles, they stand on it and they're gonna stand on it. You know what I'm saying? And as a man, I can respect that. But uh let's get to the NFL, man. So the Arizona Cardinals. Six and oh man, Kyler Murray out there got these boys balling, man. This shit is crazy. Like, or do you think that with uh Kingsbury, he used to be the uh the 49ers coordinator with Kaepernick, you know, he brought some of that magic with Kyler Murray over and they, they bring in like a new hybrid offense. They said Kyler Murray was too small and said that he couldn't do it, that he would never pan out. In the league, he should go play baseball. He have a long career. He'll make way more money. But he just decided to go forward, and he out there getting into his shit. You think that Kyler Murray should be in the MVP race right now? And what do you think about Arizona as a whole? Do you think that they're a Super Bowl contender, or they just on a hot streak right now? Well, it's kind of early in the season to say if they're a Super Bowl contender or not, especially with football, because. Football, you have to get through a season. Football has little mini injuries here, and you got people in and out of the lineup all year. So you don't know what that 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 playoff roster is going to look like. So it's usually the foot with football, the team that's the healthiest, or the, or and or the team that's on the hottest streak at the time. Like you can get a six seed that go all the way to the Super Bowl, like Arizona did with Kurt Warner years ago. Six seed went on because they were just hot. They were hot at that time. They were six and nine in the regular season, and they were hot. So, yeah, they're hot right now. They're off to a hot start. You know what I'm saying? They're looking good. Be some good, reputable teams. Uh, got a star quarterback, you know, that, that's the new wave. You know, the Patrick Mahomes is the Deshaun Watsons, the Lamar Jacksons, you know, and a couple of these, these, these black quarterbacks. You know, people say you got to bring race into it. Yes, I do. Black quarterbacks, these young black quarterbacks, is electric. They're they, they athletic. They got arms. They got cannons for arms, and they're hybrids. They're doing both. So you got this young kid out there. You know, accurate to run, could, you know, break a play, throw on a run. He's doing all this electrical shit and got Arizona on a high. So they look good right now. They look good right now, but it's too early to really tell if they are a Super Bowl contender because, like I said, it depends on how that roster is looking at the start of the playoffs. I feel it, man. The way uh, the NFC West is looking, the, the Rams is having a hell of a run. And I think that. Just because the Rams have more experience, mm-hmm. I think that the Rams are still going to pull it out. But if two teams from the division are going to make it, it's probably going to be St. Louis. And, I mean, well, it's not St. Louis. It's L.A. I'm, I'm tripping. Los you know Angeles. But uh, the Rams in Arizona, I believe that they, they're the two that's going to make it out the NFC West. Right. So uh, what you think about – who's your prediction there? Who's your Super Bowl prediction right now? Super Bowl – early Super Bowl predictions, um, it's really it's really tough because there there are a lot of good teams on both conferences. 
Um, Kansas City is looking sloppy right now. They're winning, but they're looking sloppy. Like, so you know, that Pat Mahomes, I'm, I'm a Pat Mahomes fan. I, I like the dude's game, I think he's unstoppable. So, I'm always gonna, gonna say KC is right there for the AFC. Um, and uh, for the NFC, I think it's a uh, uh, it's wide open. You got the Cowboys is looking strong. They have that, you know, they're five in one. I think that's crazy um, that we, we actually got to acknowledge the Cowboys. We have to acknowledge the Cowboys as contenders. As contenders, they're definitely contenders. CD Lamb actually is panning out. Dak yeah. is actually panning out. Right. Elliot is actually not done. Right. Pollard is another whole. This is crazy. These niggas is really good. Man. Diggs is getting a pick every game. They're legit. The Cowboys are looking legit. The Rams are looking good. Arizona's looking good. I just hate to, to see Jerry Jones Get a be right. Exactly. I hate when Jerry Jones is right. Like, That's why I left the Cowboys. There's two fan. people that I hated watching was Alan Davis and Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones. Can't because they just were owners to me that needed to like let go of the team. Al Davis was Jerry Taylor Bay. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace out there. Come on, man. Doing some stupid shit. Like, you just picking people that we don't understand why just because he ran a fast 40. Like, right. Like, let the football people. Experts. Like, just because you've been around football doesn't qualify you to to handle these jobs sometimes. Right. But right now, man, they're doing their shit. Right. So let's get to the news in San Francisco, man. So. The government shuts down an in and out in San Francisco after they failed to uh, institute the vaccination policy. They and the owner of the in and out was quoted that we refuse to become the vaccination police. So now they're going through and making sure that these businesses are complying with the vaccination policy. And if you're not, they're shutting you down. And someone as big as In-N-Out, it's it's not just like a mom and pop, this is a franchise, a a world-renowned franchise being shut down for not complying. So as a business owner, does this scare you or do you really like just comply with the mandate? What is how does this make you feel? Well, it it does. You know, what I'm saying for me, it would scare me because they're pushing this vaccination so much, and I I personally don't understand why they're pushing the vaccination so much because the vaccination isn't something that's going to stop the spread of the virus, and that's a documented fact. You know what I'm saying? So it's not like it's stopping the virus. It's it's supposed to stop people from dying or prevent people from dying, giving the antibodies and all that. But COVID-19 has a 2% death rate. 2% of the people that have caught COVID in America have died. So why are they pushing this vaccination so heavy to help people from prevent people from dying? I mean, how, how much more people are you, you know what I'm saying? Like to push it, how much more people you think you're going to save with this? So the fact that they're marketing and they're trying to push this mandate so hard, it does scare you because you wonder what's what, what's going to what, what can happen if you don't you know you lose your business you lose this you lose that but why are they pushing this shit so hard so you know it is a tough situation to be in because a lot of us has to be able to go certain places you know who work in entertainment or work in different different uh 
careers that you have to be around people and they're requiring these uh, uh, vaccinations. So, um, you know, as a business, you, you're definitely worried. You know, I, I salute in and out for doing that, you know, for, for taking a stand. It's like Kyrie, you know, they take a stand like, no, nah, we're not about to let y'all force us to force people like stop it. Like it's, it's unconstitutional to to force people to do some shit with their body. Like it's just taking away our constitutional rights. So I salute in and out for that. But yeah, as a business, I would be scared for sure. I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any means, but it's just like for the anti-vaxxers out there, it's shit like this is just fuel to the fire. And this is why there's so many anti-vaxxers out there is because when you hear news like this, it does make you raise an eyebrow. It does make you question things. It does make you wonder why they're, ha- why they are handling things the way that they are. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? This is like crazy times. We got earthquakes. We got tornadoes, tsunamis. You know, we got people, you know, what was that coming from Haiti? You know, we got all type of crazy things going on in the world. And everybody just wants to focus on COVID-19 and getting vaccinated. Nice. What, what What is really going on? What is What is really going on? But you got to keep us so distracted. Man, what's going on? That's really the question that we'll probably never answer. Right. That's... So speaking of COVID-19 and the vaccine, Colin Powell has passed away. And they reported that Colin Powell had COVID-19 at the time of his death. So they're ruling this a COVID death. Now, if you died of a heart attack, but you had COVID, the ruling of the COVID-19 death, even though the cause of your death was a heart attack, not if you have a drug overdose, but you have COVID while you overdose, you get ruled as a COVID-19 death, not a drug overdose death. If you get murdered while you got COVID, they gonna say, yeah, he got stabbed 52 times. Yeah, COVID. But he had COVID. So he would have lived through the 52 stabbings. But because he had COVID, he died. So, like, how much money is attached to these COVID deaths? Like, how much, what kind of tax cuts? Like, what kind of financial gain do you get from manipulating these numbers? Because that to me doesn't make sense. Did you die from COVID or did you have COVID? And the, the way they're lumping them together as if they're the same thing makes no sense to me. Right. And, and on top of that, like, people got to take the wool from over their eyes. Colin Powell was 84, man. Like, fuck COVID. He was 84. He lived a long life, man. 84 is not young. That's old, man. That's old. He lived a long life and something, you know, rest in peace, Colin Powell, but something was going to take him out. So I don't believe it was necessarily COVID. The man was 84 years old. That's what happened when you get that old. You know, some people live past that and some people don't. So why are y'all sitting up here making it seem like COVID took this man's life? No, he was 80 fucking four years old. Knock it the fuck off, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, it's crazy, man. So rest in peace to Colin Powell, man. He Rest in peace. You know, he will. He was a trailblazer for real. He might not, I might not have agreed with a lot of the 
stances that he took, but he was definitely a trailblazer nonetheless. So, you know, rest in peace to Colin Powell. Exactly. Well, let's get to Joe Biden, man. So today he, he announced to the House Democrats that tuition-free community college will not be included in his economic package. So this is something that uh, Bernie Sanders was pushing. And when Bernie Sanders, you know, kind of gave him the endorsement, he championed Bernie Sanders' movement to get Bernie Sanders' followers, you know, to help him get elected. But now that he is there, he's like, nah, that shit ain't even on the table. That will not be included. We won't even talk about it. So all that uh, yipping and yapping about free free community college and tuition-free college, that's over with. That's something that they got like in uh, China. I believe they got that in uh, Canada. But in America, it's not happening, at least not under Biden. What's your thoughts on that shit? Well, um, you know, I think, uh, of course, I'm not surprised because, you know, Joe Biden, like I said, like I've been telling people, I'm not a Trump fan. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sitting up here saying I'm a Donald Trump fan, but they talk about they hate Trump because he's a racist and he's a bigot and he's all these things, which, you know, has certainly looked to be true. But Joe Biden he he's all of that too man like everyone forgets what he done i remind him every show you know the 94 crime bill was three strike rule all that type of shit he had his hand in that and they knew that they were going to affect the black race more than anything that was that was applied because they were going to make it affect him by treating us with unfair practices so joe biden again pulled some bullshit. you know um community college I think blacks have the second highest total and percentage wise in community college. Asians is 11.5% and blacks are 6%. You know, uh, um, so it, uh, I think it just, it's a ploy to, to go ahead and affect black students and the minority community, you know, by taking away something that we, a lot, that's a route that a lot of us go. And he wants to take away that from us. And I think it's bullshit, but it's not, I'm not surprised by Joe Biden's action on it. I think that no matter who was elected, including Bernie Sanders, a lot of the shit that Bernie Sanders was pushing was economically not feasible because of the tremendous amount of debt that America already has. So the plans that you got plans to spend all this money and send us way into more debt. So, of course, Joe Biden's going to be like, no, we ain't doing that shit. Because, nigga, I got to deal with the deficit. And right. if I institute that and we go into all this debt, they don't look at me. That's not what I ran on. Right. That's Bernie Sanders shit. I'm not going to go into more into a deficit and have that stand on my name for another motherfucker. So I respect it. I mean, you know, politics is politics. It's a chess game. You know, I may not agree with a lot of things that Biden did, but he got here for a reason, you know what I'm saying? And he beat Trump, and Trump had fucking motherfuckers rushing the Capitol for him. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you beat out a very popular motherfucker because they were ready to ride and die for that dude. Right. And I think that you probably cheated, hella cheated, to get here. But shit, you did your shit, boy. I see what you're doing. Let's see what you do next, man, because I'm watching. 
Well, we're gonna politic about it right after you do it, nigga. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I stand corrected on. I mean, it's it's of course there's more white people in this country than black, so of course there's a bigger number of them that's that's in community college, but you know, um, it's more of a, a, a just you want to just just the poor people don't matter. Like Biden's the type of motherfucker that'll say he fuck, cut fuck a poor white person he, too. He he cut so, the funding that you know Trump has wrote the gave the funding to the. Uh, black colleges he cut the funding for the black colleges too that's what i'm saying that's so, what i'm saying so so the hbcu funding, funded he cut the hbcu yeah. funding so the funding for uh the hbcus that cut it. trump did he undid it you know what i'm saying so what does i tell y'all man y'all seeing this shit? y'all seeing these moves come on, i didn't man. make his budget neither so come on man come on with man. these vaccines they damn sure made the budget <laughs> <laughs> that's at the top nice. of the budget he gonna spend it all for that bro it's, it's so irritating i went to universal the other day and um man all over the park they own you about having your mask over your face if you got that shit, put your mask under your nose it's like the mask police in la they fucking serious about this mask shit in the like the vaccine shit like they won't shut up each they remind you every five minutes put your mask on put your mask on put your mask on. i'm like man fuck la man i'm, I'm saying it's ever you know county it's some bullshit. That shit crazy, man. Man, like two years into this shit, we we still don't got no answer. We still don't know where we headed as a society. Right. I just know that uh, people ain't gonna go back in the house willingly. Nope. Because uh, a lot of shit happened over that pandemic. Either brought you closer together, or it broke you apart. apart. So it's a lot of people just restarting their life, literally, because after being quarantined with somebody that didn't had a bad breakup or, or some scenario where now they're restarting their whole life right and you asking them to go back into a quarantine or something i don't just don't believe that right if you try to push another quarantine it's just not gonna be well received this time right or last time that the national guard out just to to show face i think that was trump just letting his nuts hang you know, because he likes to do that. You know, he will sit there and tell the reporter to shut up right. instead of telling the ne next question. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, man. It's a crazy time in the world, man. It's a crazy time in politics. So, yep. Let's give some shout outs before we get up out of here. Man, of course, I want to shout out the fan base of the Politicking Network, man. Everybody who's adding on the subscribers of the channels. Who's checking out the blog, thepoliticinform.com? Who fuck with HNS for tuning and higher learning? I'm gonna shout out to everybody who who's been listening and keeping up with us and our fans and supporters, man. Shout out to production Murdoch, man. Shout out to the Politic and Squad, Politic and Crew. Shout out to the our whole squad, man. Shout out to Criticali, man. Some of our our, our connects and everything, and uh, we definitely coming at y'all hard this year going into next year so keep staying tuned stay in tune follow me on on hns on instagram at hns 420 and facebook hns 420 twitter hns 420 so underscore hns 420. Well, well one of my favorite quotes from nipsey was that you know what i'm saying the the reasonable man adapts himself to the world the unreasonable man the chooses to well, how did it go i can't really think of the call he said the unreasonable man chooses to fight the world 
instead of, you know, falling in, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we got to go against the grain to, to make some change in this world. We can't keep doing the same shit here at Politic and Broadcasting, man. We just, we, we creating our own. We providing platforms for people, you know what I'm saying? We're the voice of the unheard, man. And you want you want to get some shine, man. You want to politic. You want to uh, get an interview, man. If you, if you need something to help further your career, man, tap in with us. That's what we do over here, man. We just trying to provide a platform for every creator out there, man. Help you get your shit out there, man. As far as uh me, I don't know what you gonna do, man. But I'm gonna get to it, man. Politic in the podcast. We out this bitch. <laughs>